Hello, welcome to Skull RPG Podcast. My name is Dwight Skull. My name is Jacob Skull. And today we're going to teach you how to tell, tell your, your story. story. So Dwight, there's a, there's a part in every GM's life where you're trying to do something and then there's rules in your RPG campaign that conflicts with what you're trying to story tell. So how would you balance not being rules heavy and but still keeping your story intact? Yeah. Or vice versa. It's a good question. So I will say this. It also depends on what game you're running and mm-hmm, the players definitely. the players at your table. So if you're running a Vampire the Masquerade or any World of Darkness book, they and all those books tell you if the rules are going to trump your story, let the rules fall Go. away. Like you do your story. The storytelling is really what the World of Darkness, the Vampire the Masquerade uh, games, Mage, the Ascension, um, so many other kind of things in that Mm -hmm. are all about. So the whole point of this is for you and your players to tell a fantastic interwoven story together. And if the rules don't make sense for that story, just drop the rules. D&D, historically, specifically back in the older times, um, because the books are so focused on rules... There are a lot of rule lawyering where you have a player arguing with the GM about the rules actually say, and the GM's like, yeah, I don't really care. I'm just trying to get this one thing across. And then the other player's like, you can't because the rules don't allow it. And this is really what your whole argument is, is where you see it a lot in games that are um, very strictly rules-based that have a lot of different tables for how to get things done. I know the new D&D 5e, because they've truncated a lot of the rules, hopefully that is becoming less and less of an issue in uh, with newer players. Mm-hmm. But you're still going to run into it, where you want to do something really kind of cool, and the rules literally just forbid it. And so the question is, how much should you fudge the rules? And I guess the que- that, that's a really kind of a slippery slope answer. So one is, as much as your players will let you, but if you go too far, then you've created a conflict at the table and a needless conflict. Um, I would say this. If your rules won't harm a player, like if your storyline going against the rules won't harm a player, you'll probably be able to get away with it a lot easier than if they did. Mm-hmm. If your not following the rules allow you to harm, attack, kidnap, incapacitate, or do something against a player character that they will view as taking over their free will, then you are going to face this argument a lot. And so what I would recommend doing is you should do it with maybe a magical artifact or maybe a villain has a special power that doesn't quite fit into the rules, but it's pretty well known what they're able to do. And it doesn't necessarily come into a combat type of a role. Like, um, trying to think what that would be in a lot of ways, but you know, some, some ability they have that, you know, outside of combat, they're able to do this quite a bit. So maybe it's, they can read minds, Mm -hmm. you know, they can do a detect thoughts without actually having to cast the spell. They somehow have detect thoughts at will, you know, maybe they have some sort of amulet that allows them to do that. And they have it three times a day, something like that. And then you look at the amulet, you're like, that amulet's way overpriced for the character of that level. Well, you know what? They got it from, it's been passed down in their family, and that's what their family's been known for, but no one knows this amulet exists. So that's how you rule lawyered yourself out of it, and you're not using it to harm the players in a combat situation, but you are using it to further the story along for your villain, for instance. Basically, fudging the rules 
to keep the story progression going, not necessarily to give your your story an edge over the players. So not like giving a cool magic sword to a char- to, to a villain that they're going to be using against the player characters unless it's more story-driven than combat-driven. Right. So, like, your third-level character shouldn't be given their plus-four ancestral sword at third level. Like, it just shouldn't be that way. Um, so that you have some really huge, you know, big bad that is now levels ahead of where they should be because of this weapon. If you need them levels ahead of where they need to be, don't give them a weapon. Just make them bigger in their levels. Um, you know, if you need, you know, so if they're all third level and you really want them to fight a fifth level character, make your fifth level character as big and bad as you can per the rules. Um, this is really more of an issue where you're trying to do some really cool backstory stuff, I think is where I've seen it more like some sort of world building stuff. And you create a town or a city or a thing that literally cannot exist per the rules. And in those situations, if it's not going to adversely affect your gameplay, you can get away with it by saying that this is unknown magic or this is uh, from a different time period. Maybe there's a golden age back in the day and now you're in a bronze or a silver age and that magic has been lost throughout history. Mm-hmm. And so this is what it is. Like, yeah, there's a floating city. It was built millennia ago. No one knows how it works. No one knows how it operates and the best and brightest can't figure it out. And that, you know, we've had several like dark ages of, you know, the world go through this and uh, that, that, that technology, i.e. that magical understanding gone. is gone. It's just gone. That's one way to do it. But again, like I said, it's, totally just for a narrative driven story. So that's really where I would keep it. If you're going to harm the players with it, you're going to get, you're going to hear crying foul. Mm-hmm. Um, same issue too. If you accidentally give your villain like a really powerful magical artifact to get, again, bump them up in levels and your characters kill that person because they rolled like two twenties in a row and did max damage and did it just perfect. And this guy you thought was unkillable is now lying dead on the floor. And here's this really expensive magic item that your players should not get. That is kind of your fault. Mm-hmm. You <laughs> Again, build, give the guy or gal that they're fighting a, more levels, not bigger equipment. Because equipment can be stolen. Equipment can be looted off a dead body. Equipment can be, you know, and, and, and to then try to like rules lawyer the... Oh, well, the sword just disintegrated before you got there. No, it didn't. I mean, that's just going to make him even more angry. Mm-hmm. So it's like, uh, you, again, this goes back to the MacGuffin. A MacGuffin is a plot device. It's a dangerous plot device because it's this item of immense power. And in many cases, way too much power, overbalanced power. And most Mac- MacGuffins are normally destroyed for a reason. Right. The one ring has to be destroyed. Why? It's too powerful. But the problem is if I'm using like this plus four sword as a as this thing at lower levels or even medium levels, it becomes this thing where you've now given one character the ability to have functionally three player levels higher because mm-hmm. they can hit so much better and everybody else is doing nothing. And what you've done is you've actually unbalanced the game that, you know, D&D has spent years, let's just be honest, decades trying to balance by not giving everybody magical items at first level, not giving people magical artifacts really quick. It's yep. 
It's just too much. And so, yeah, my suggestion is move it for story purposes only, not combat. And if you're going to do that, just make sure that if the, if it's so unbalanced um, in terms of like that, it cannot happen, make sure you call out that it was from an earlier age, then that magic is, is lost. And the thing that you're talking about cannot be obtained. Like a floating city in the clouds, that's not possible. Well, yeah, there's magic before then. But the thing is your players can't possess this floating castle, floating city in the clouds and use it to go raid the country with. It's, it's, they don't even, they can't steer it. You know, they don't have the magical knowledge. So that's how I would balance those two out. Mm-hmm. Hey, thanks for listening. And for more resources, please go to skullrpg.com.